Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Comic Vine podcast for the week of May 18th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor in chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero. Hey, everyone. And we are going to talk about comics. There were so many this week. Yes. There were a lot that I didn't get to read that I wanted to. I didn't get to read Batwoman. I didn't get to read Catwoman. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know either. Just, yeah. Just just too much stuff to read. For those wondering, James is obviously not here. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He's he's on a business trip somewhere, <clears throat> so he says. So hopefully he'll be back soon since he had a couple books out this week. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in next week. I don't know. Or maybe after. Or the week after, yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, One thing I want to bring up right away. Oh, and I guess we should also comment that we have that. You just heard uh, a a different theme song. So um, that was courtesy of Bradley. Uh, I'm not sure what his username is. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's part of his email, I don't want to give that out or anything. Yeah. So uh, he decided he it was time for something different. And and he, he... created that himself he tweaked it a little bit so we'll give it was that a shot cool. i thought i liked it yeah i think it's cool so let 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 us know what you i mean it may mm-hmm. it may take a couple times to, to listen to you know i was i like the our, the one we've been using like forever mm-hmm. i was never really fully a, attached to it mm-hmm. um but it just it kind of once we use it that's kind of like became our default mm-hmm. intro um it was actually super Kuntz, who that's um, right he he picked it from our our, our library of 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 music tracks that I acquired from Vinny's computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of them are from Jeff's whatever his from his, his music days. Uh, so yeah, we've always used that track, the mean Joe green track. Um, so we'll, we'll see what you guys think. And I'm not saying necessarily we're going to switch to that full time. We may, we may not. It may take a little bit to get used to it. If you know, someone's like, I don't know about that. And other mm-hmm. people may say, this is great. Cause I hated the other one or so we'll, we'll see. And maybe this will inspire other people to get creative exactly, and, and send us their original. We don't want any, any copyrighted stuff. Yeah. Cause we're going to blame you if we get in trouble. Exactly. Um, but the other thing I want to bring up before we get into it. So this is from super Dan 6180. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of momentarily jumping to comments. He says, hey there, Tony and Babs. Hey. Longtime listener to the podcast. Why do, why do they always go by Babs? They don't always go by Babs because there is something we saw recently and it said Tony and G, or it said Sarah and G-Man. Oh, okay. So, so it's not, not just that. Okay. Um, longtime listener to the podcast. I really love the stuff you cover, but cannot worry, but can you not worry about spoiling things? Mm. It really takes away from what you're talking about because you have to tiptoe around certain subjects. People don't want to hear spoilers, and they don't have to listen. But mm-hmm. we want people to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, just say a disclaimer so people will get the message and not get upset about it. Or you could write show notes on the content that you will be discussing and put your disclaimer in there. Please don't censor yourself from reviewing all of the content. Uh, so that the, I, the reason I want to bring that up right away, because I'm curious what you guys think. So if you want to put that in the comments, whether you want us to spoil things, t- openly talk about what happened. The problem with that is when we talk about our comics, we don't all, like especially when there's, there's more of us in the room, we don't all necessarily read the same thing. So if I was going to – first comic here is Avengers vs. X-Men number four. Mm-hmm. Let's say you didn't read this and I spoil everything and then you wanted to read it later and there's times where 
there's stuff that I haven't read and I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's kind of hard. I don't and know. And it's not just that, um, because that's not the first time I've seen a comment about, Hey guys, you know, why don't you just spoil it? Mm-hmm. Because we feel like it takes away from the conversation. A lot of people don't want us to spoil it. Yeah. I see, a, I see both comments, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if, if we did start to spoil the books, then that's really going to ruin it for the people that really don't want to know because they're planning on reading it, but they just haven't had a chance to get to the story yet. And go ahead. No, that's all. And, and the other thing is like, you know, let's say we get 20, 30 comments on a podcast. You know, there's way more people that listen to it. You know, people that get it directly mm-hmm. from iTunes or whatever. And, you know, there's, there's people that listen to it that don't even have a, an account on a site. So it's like, we're not necessarily going to hear from them, which I guess maybe they should register an account <laughs> and let us know if, if there's a concern. But that that's the other thing that, you know, there could be like, let's say 10 people this week say, spoil everything, and no one else says anything against that. Right. doesn't mean that that's how the majority of people feel. So we kind of need to take everything and into everyone into consideration. I'm not a huge fan of spoilers, but I, I totally see how being able to talk about this crazy event that just happened. But on the other hand... I don't want to spoil a whole comic. Then someone says, well, I don't need to buy the comic now because I know what happens. And then the sales go down and then the book gets canceled and then I'm left without a really cool comic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But and, and, and this has come up with um, like Walking Dead. You know, every month when Walking Dead comic comes out, I can't really talk about it because no one else is caught up yet. And it's kind of the same thing where I could say so-and-so just got killed and that was crazy. But it's like I can't because that would ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's, I guess there's a question, when do people listen? You know, our podcasts go live Friday afternoon. Some people might not make it to the comic store until, you know, Saturday or Sunday, or maybe they only go, you know, there was actually a time I would go to the comic store like once a month. Because you were so busy? Well, yeah, it was back when I was teaching and, and like the comic store was, wasn't that close. It was actually the way out of my way. And so, you know, as soon as school was over, I'd, I'd go up there and, and buy all my comics so there are some people that do that. They they can't make it there every week. I remember that's that's actually what I used to do. I think it's because like a huge, huge, huge stack. Yeah, it it was it was a really it was really really far away yeah. from me. So. so that's the thing. You know, people listen to podcasts right away, or you know, they, I don't know. So we'll see. Like three towns away in that, Connecticut. That's about what mine was. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, I had to drive like 40 minutes just to go to the comic store. I mean, I had to go to another, yeah, I was, when I was living in Marin, you know, I, I was teaching in Marin, mm-hmm. and I had to drive to another county, and then to make it worse, as soon as I moved to that same county, then the comic store moved to the next one. <laughs> so, but yeah, I remained funny. loyal. So, we will see. So, talking about comics, to get, get through this. So, we have Avengers versus X Men number four. We both read this. Yeah. We both read both of the books. Yeah. So Jonathan Hickman took over the scripting, but it's still written. The story is still by all the guys, all the mm-hmm. architects and, and all that. Yeah, he just does the dialogue, right? Yeah. And we still have John Romita Jr., which, mm-hmm. you know, some people are... Love him or hate him. Yeah. And I, I normally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest John Romita Jr. fan. Sure. But I don't may have a major problem with him. You know, sometimes he looks, his stuff looks really good, sometimes not. I did kind of have a problem with some stuff here. There, there's... Some panels that just felt inconsistent. And what's interesting, if you use the the AR reader, um, on the very last page, there's a picture of, of Colossus with, with his juggernaut helmet. Looks odd in that picture. And when you look at it through the, the reader, it's one of those where you see the pencil version and the ink. And the, the original pencil version was him without the helmet. 
And then later they added the helmet on there. So that's probably why it looks a little weird on there. Mm-hmm. But that's just a, a minor. Th- I mean, there's just like we, we Angel has a new costume here. Doesn't have a new costume in the comics. So it's weird that no. they would debut his new costume mm-hmm. here. Whether that's the costume he's going to have. I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm not sure about the I don't the, like the it. design on, on the. Th- I, I like how it's it's reminiscent to his one of his original because sure. he had the blue and he had, also had a red version and but and it's a little ang- angelic. I don't know. So there's a lot about that book that I didn't like. Yeah, um, and you know, honestly, a lot of people are like, "Where'd Wolverine get a polar bear in Antarctica?" He, he killed it. In Antarctica, I thought there's no polar bears in Antarctica. Oh, so I've seen a couple of people complain or bring that up. It's like okay. But I don't know. Maybe he, he. I don't know where he got it from. Um, it's just it's weird. There's lots of twists, betrayals, and it's going back and forth. My big problem is they're cramming so much in here. We're seeing all these glimpses of the fights, and yeah, we're going to see the actual battles in the versus book. But, but they, I, it still feels like they're go- glossing over a lot. It's it's just I, I get that they're trying to give this big grand scope of it. But when you're saying okay, here's a fight, you know. And then you see pages later that whoever's okay. It's like, well, what what happened? And it just, I don't know. It it just. It, would you it, have rather seen the fights in the book? Because I think that would have been too much. Well, that that that's the thing. Because then you got to pick and choose. Right. So we have the the versus issue, which I got to find where that's at here, which was um, Captain America and Gambit. Oh, I really didn't like that. Which fight. ended. I mean, here we we see. And in this issue, spoiler, I'll reveal that, we see Captain America smash Gambit with his shield in the face, and right. we assume that takes him out. But in the comic, it's it's different than that. Um, so that that was a problem I had with, with the last one, is is there's not tight continuity where the panels that we see in the, the main book and then where it picks up in the versus book. It, it, it seems like if you're going to do this, you need to have super tight continuity. Say, yeah. like, if, if this punch happens here, that's where it picks up in the, in exactly. the other book. I th- I thought it was funny though that um I think I guess because the fight is in the versus book where Gambit and Captain America are fighting but he's talking to Tony Stark yeah. so the only reason Gambit is beating up Captain America is because Captain America is preoccupied yeah. having a conversation with someone else mm-hmm. I I don't know and then we have Spider Man versus Colossus Juggernaut oh also mm-hmm. Gambit really needs to change his costume um he is going to change his costume. And and when his uh, his series comes out, and, does he lose the trench office, coat? I don't know. I because James Asmus is is going to be writing that book. Mm-hmm. And Clayman, I think, is doing. And that was one of the questions. I kind of asked that as a joke because Gambit's look. You know, Gambit's a cool character, and you know, I've mm-hmm. you know, you kind of like him. But it, it's one of those things where if you were to realistically translate him, he's kind of got this armored, but he's wearing this big purple shirt with the trench coat. And then sometimes he's wearing the, the sort of, I don't know what the purpose of the mask is. Mm. So I, I jokingly asked, I was like, Oh, are we going to see a new costume? Because it's, you know, idea. Dated. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess that was one of the first things that, that James Asmus wanted to change. And he, he said that it is going to change, but the, the little, I don't think we, we haven't seen official cover. We've seen whatever image for the book. It doesn't look any it's, different. It's the same. So maybe they went with the traditional familiar look and then they're going to change it once you know, everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah, this is Gambit. Um, That's cool because I really don't like his costume. Yeah. So that was, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any more, more to say about this. I love the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jim Chung cover and you get to see everyone. So that's really cool. But I was surprised to see the, um, the betrayal. 
there's like so many like back and like ping pong game. I didn't expect that at all, especially yeah. after what happened. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I, issue. I do think the next issue, hopefully, I really hope the next issue is going to pick up because where this leaves off, mm-hmm. maybe something's finally going to happen because four issues and not a whole lot's happened. It's just yeah, been random true. fights and then this happening just here. And, fighting over hope who has not been anywhere. Yeah. So, but the weird thing is, I mean, sales are doing so well and, but I'm, I'm hearing people not liking it. And, and then, I gave it a three. People were like, I would have given it a four. So no, I, I definitely not. So I, I agree with your score. I'd say barely a three. And barely a three. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple good moments, but uh, Nightwing, number nine. This is such a good issue. I gave this a four. And I had a lot of people say they would give it a five. I would give it a five. For me, so so this is, um, this night, is the Night first, of the Owl. This is the first, and I haven't read all of the... Um, Night of the Owl, like, appearances of mm-hmm. the I think other you read Because there's Batgirl, there's Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, but this is my favorite so far. Yeah. I, but because of the relationship between that talent and, and Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. that's what I really liked. And anyway. I, I, I love all the history that we get, because mm-hmm. that's, like, what Kyle and Scott Snyder did in Gates of Gotham. So right. it's like they, they, they have that down. My problem with this, so we, we both feel the same thing, that in all the other books... Everyone is is beating the talons way too easily, mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, one one thing I guess what you could say about when Bruce had to fight the talon is um he was drugged, he was starved, you know, it was like a week when he had to fight him. But there's still a thing is he still was beaten and abducted to begin with, taken to the labyrinth. But it just seems like everyone is just you know even Damien. Defeats his talon like no problem, mm-hmm. and here with with Dick, he fights the talon exactly. last issue, beats that talon, and then, and then now he's fighting the talon that Bruce had such a hard time with mm-hmm. his his great great grandfather or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I forget how many greats there are, and so I'm not going to spoil that, but you can kind of figure out how is this issue going to end, mm-hmm. and so it, it's just weird. And then the other thing is, I felt like not that I wanted the the, the battle to drag on more, but it felt like it was went by too quickly because we had all the flashback scenes, which was cool. And it was important because we need to know more about William Cobb, what his story is and his relation to, to Dick and why they're two completely different people. But I felt that took away from the fighting. So, um, I was close. I, I would have, I mean, I, I would have been like a 4.5. I mean, I, I felt because of those things, because the, the, the length of the fight, the really good history, but kind of flip-flopping back and forth that just took it away from so it was hard for me not to give it a five but a lot of people said they would have given a five and that's great it makes me happy because i really like this book and i really like kyle i think he's doing a great job on nightwing so i'm glad people enjoyed it but justice league number nine so we have a new villain we have jim lee back i didn't like this so much um i gave this a four i think i would have given it a three so I thought the the whole story with this new villain, I, th- I thought was kind of interesting. There's still more that we don't have. It starts off four years ago, which that bothered me a little bit because we were five years ago. Mm-hmm. Then we jumped to the present, which I would have liked them to have stayed in the past. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with Action Comics. I want to see more of the early days. Why not have this book focus on that, have all of the current books focus on today or all the other books? But they jumped to the present, so we had those this couple issues, which I didn't really like so much. Um 
with the we had the one with Gene Ha, we had the the Green Arrow story. So here it goes back four years, but this is interesting because there's a, a character, and so it's like, what the heck happened to this character between all this time? So that was interesting. And then um, I did one of those spoilery articles, so there there are some some things that were different. And uh, one of the things which I will mention is is Steve Trevor has more of a family now, and that that's different. Uh, on the DC Facebook, they put a link to, to the article, which I, I was kind of happy. I was I was getting nervous. It's like, do they worry that I'm spoiling most of it? I don't spoil everything, mm-hmm. but they 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 posted up there. And one of the comments I saw, they're like, "Steve Trevor has a family. That's a big revelation." Blah blah blah. It but, is. I mean, it, it it's not huge, but it is because it's giving his character depth. Yeah, because it it started off with his mother Diana, which I don't think a lot of people realize she crashed on paradise island and she helped them fight against i forget who and she was like a hero and that's where diana wonder woman she was named after her because after diana trevor which you know i don't know if she ever knew that or not mm-hmm. um and from the history is when because trevor's mom was like a test pilot or something like that so she was in an experimental plane so when she died then her husband and steve were left alone so it was just the two of them but now he has a family and all that, and obviously that plays a part in this story. And in our stuff with Batman, Superman, uh, I what I liked is that we we get the sense that these they're a team. You know, they've been it together for five years. They've been exclusive. You know, that that I think was the last issue where it dealt with they wouldn't let anyone else in. Although there's that one person that they hinted at that mm-hmm. things didn't go well. So because they they're such a close knit group, I think it's important that. They do work together once in a while. It doesn't have to be these big, huge catastrophes where, you know, they, they get together. But then on the other hand, the problem with that is, you know, like like there's things like Batman has to take care of something. He calls up Superman. I could not see that happening in Scott Snyder's Batman. No. He's dealing with all these, you know, nighted owls. Mm-hmm. How come he doesn't say, hey, you know, come hey, sweep Clark, all these guys. Come help me out. And, and even like, you know, Alfred puts out the call. Why doesn't he, they, they call it Justice League? So it almost feels like in the other books, the Justice League doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's there's Green Lantern. You know, in the Green Lantern book since the beginning, Hal's been tied to Sinestro, who created a ring for him. You know, he's 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 latched onto him. You know, he's dependent on him. Here, you see Hal Jordan being Green Lantern, doing all the stuff. There's no mention of that. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Aquaman. Jeff Johns is writing both of them. And the way Aquaman, it's weird because the way he writes Aquaman and Aquaman, totally different the way Aquaman's written or feels here even though it's written by the same person. Right. So there's that weird sense. I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this being its own thing, but I think there should be mention of the League in the other books. Not that they need to be making guest appearance all the time, but you need that little sense of continuity. I don't know. I, I don't know if the tone of the Justice League fits into the Batman books yeah, but, right now. But they're, they're supposed to be in the same universe. So no, unless they I want to totally, clearly... I totally understand. I just don't... I just don't think that the tone is is right for that right now, yeah. at least. Yeah, but at least you know, mention it. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Winter Soldier, loved it. Yeah. I, I, I it's Brubaker, mm-hmm. Butch Grace, Betty Britweiser. Um, it's the end of this arc. There's a hilarious scene because you know they're they're working with Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. and it's like Doctor Doom and Nick oh, Fury. It's beautiful. And just the way that they get along, because, you know, Dr. Doom is arrogant. He's a jerk. And Nick sure. Fury, you know, it's, they hate each other and they're having to work together. There's, it, it's great. Um, something pretty huge happens at the end. 
I will slightly spoil it and say Bucky does something, which is kind of like a holy crap. And I don't know how that's going to affect like the future of Bucky. And like if other people found out what he did. What did he do? You got to read it, man. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, so, so basically just what's been going on is when he was in, when he was a winter soldier, when he was in the program, he trained some sleeper agents. So he, he was brainwashed. He taught them how to fight and how to do all this stuff. And they were all, you know, kept in necrogenic states, whatever. Three of them were sold off and the, the codes to activate them. So that's what the story has been is like trying to track them down and, you know, who better than Bucky? He's the one that trained them. He knows how to think and all that. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they lived like normal lives for all these years because they thought they weren't going to get called back. So there's, there's all that weird thing. And, and that's just, it's just, just been crazy. And that's all we'll see. How about DC Universe Presents Savage? This is issue number nine. This was written by Mr. James Robinson, who actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he did. He mentioned um, it a little bit. So we have a new character, Cassidy Sage, who is Vandal Savage's daughter. I was like, it's like, I don't know if I should mention that because it feels like that's a huge spoiler. But I guess the cover says, a daughter's destiny, a father's secret. And I think the, the solicit mentions that too. So basically, Cassidy or Cass, whichever you prefer, she is uh, like a serial killer profiler. Mm-hmm. So she's a normal person. Uh, as far as I can tell, as far as we know, she, just because a Vandal Savage is her dad, I don't know. You know, she doesn't have any special abilities. You know, she's really smart. She's she's an expert on serial killers. So she gets called into a case, and then what it happens is she needs to go visit her father. So the way James described this a couple weeks ago, you know, it, it, it there's a very big kind of like Silence of the Lambs feel to it. Mm-hmm. And some people might see that as kind of a bad thing, but we don't really have that in comics. So if he was inspired by that or is borrowing that idea a little bit, I think it's great. What I really like about this character, so she's obviously, it's a female character. Mm-hmm. She, she's smart. I, I guess you could say she's attractive. I don't normally judge comic book characters. But what, <laughs> what, I, what I like is that she's drawn realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have like your... um insane or your your impossible superhero comic book female physique uh-huh. if, if you know basically what i'm saying so she she looks like like a normal person and you know she doesn't have superpowers that, that we know but she's just a strong female character which we don't have a lot in comics and bernard chang does the art and one of the things that i notice a lot is is the way the, the eyes look like sometimes the eyes just look flat you know, there, there's like no emotion there, but there, there's a lot here, and there's, there's in, actually in Bernard Chang's no, and in, in just uh, in general, uh, and and okay. that's one of the things that that sometimes it, it's a little little distracting to me. But there's like a couple pages here where you know they're they're having a conversation, and there's just like you know just looking at their eyes, so you, yeah. you can kind of feel a little bit there. So, and then there's pretty cool action scene, and I so the I colors I, help too. Those yeah. colors are really pretty. So I I really en- enjoyed this and. I would like to see more of this character. I don't know where she would fit in the rest of the DC universe, but I think it's nice to have a normal, non-superpowered person. So the only thing is, and I, I, I joked when I reviewed it, is that you know hopefully James won't kill her off since <laughs> he's somehow gotten this reputation over killing off female characters. Seriously. So I, I thought that was great. Uh, I gave that a five. 
I also gave this next book a five. Did you read this? No, that was that was one of the books Ooh. I wanted to read. So Fantastic Four six oh five point one. Uh, first thing, it's a point one. So it's is it a good jumping off it's, point? No, it's not. Okay. Okay. It, it's 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 Jonathan Hickman. Uh huh. It's Mike Choi. Yeah. Um, who I like now. Maybe. Well, it's he did the the wow. he he did Green Green Lantern. And it looks completely Green Lantern was different. was was I I, I had good. a I had a problem with that Green Lantern. I forget it was mm-hmm. one or two issues he did because I love his stuff like in X Force and colors. It might be he it used might to, be just Sonia Obox colors are amazing in in the. What was it? The it was X Force, and um, he's also did like she. They both did like the X twenty three, a lot of stuff, and there's yeah. something else. Um, I don't remember if she w- did the colors on the Green Lantern or not. No, she didn't. But here, so I actually I started reading this early in the day, and I, I got to the first couple of pages, and I'm just I think like, it's the colors, Tony. When I started reading like the the second page and the first panel. It was loud in the office. It's like I couldn't concentrate. I was, I was, I was like, kind of like, what's going on here? I was like, I'm going to set this aside. It's a point one issue. Even though it's Fantastic Four, I'm going to read it later. And I, I did read it like on my way home on the ferry. Yeah. And I was just like, holy crap. Did you just need to focus? I, I think so. It was just, you? yeah. So I was just like, but the main thing is yeah, I wanted to review it because I knew you, you, you weren't going to get to it because you had other, you know, prepare for the news and all that stuff. Yeah. But because it was a point one, I was just like, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 a Fantastic Four. We know their origin. They just had the the season one graphic novel, which was a decent book, sure. you know, for for you know retelling the origin. You know, there's some updates and all that. But I was like, I really don't need to see their origin. I was like, why are they doing a point one? This is ridiculous. And I will just say that, in some ways, this is the worst point one book, but it's also the best point one book. It is not a good jumping on point. Oh, boy. It is absolutely. It, it's like Hickman. And I, I, I want to ask him with this. It's like he said, I'm going to do a point one book. I'm going to do it the way I want it. It's like. I'm going to confuse the hell out of it's everybody. Like the point one books are supposed to be this great jumping on point. So sure. it's like, screw that. I'm going to do this own story. And, mm-hmm. and suppose it's a story that he's been wanting to tell for a while. And it's just, it was crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's not a point one book. And, but is it at the start of like that story he wants to tell? Uh, you'll find out when you get to the end, like what the whole point is. So don't flip through when you see it. Cause you start reading there. It's just like, what is going on? And Oh, the other thing, um, go, go to the very first page. Okay. The, the, like the, 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 the I'm really recap. excited about this because I, I didn't hope I'm not hyping it too much. Out. No, I didn't realize this came out this week. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, I pulled it to the side and I started reading Nightwing first, but read the, uh, the last paragraph, the, the smaller paragraph under the, the recap thing. Oh, under the recap. Uh, very, the very first page. First page. Yeah. But this is a different story and the multiverse will never be the same. So just right there, it's like, hmm. Uh-oh. What are you doing, Jonathan Hickman? I like this old picture. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. Jonathan Hickman also has, from Image, the Manhattan Projects number three. Is that out three? Week? Number three came out, so yeah. I reviewed that also. I gave that a four. What I like about Manhattan Projects, I mean, that's just, it's like an insane book. So it started... It, off, you know, people are probably familiar with the Manhattan Projects, you know, building atomic bomb and all that, and Joseph o- Oppenheimer. We find out about Joseph Oppenheimer actually had a twin brother, and his twin brother was like this kind of deranged killer. And I shouldn't say too much more about that. But then you also have Albert Einstein's. You know, all these people are working for the government, like mm-hmm. so that's why it's Manhattan Projects. 
Sure. So they do all this other stuff. They invent all this crazy, insane technology. They go like other other worlds, and you know, there's alien attacks, like all this stuff that people don't know about. So it's taking place back in time, but there's like all this weird stuff going on, and it's just and and I think it's Nick Pitard that, that does the art. I don't have the book here in front of me, and it, it's just it's it's an amazing book. So, and it's image. It's Jonathan Hickman, totally different than you know his superhero stuff, but it's it's. I don't know how Hickman does it. I mean, he just he pulls out all these crazy ideas and just makes things work, mm-hmm. and it's 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 great. Um, another image book that that came out was Dancer Number One. Mm-hmm. So Matt reviewed that, and basically, it's about you know the, the it's called Dancer because uh, the female character is like a ballerina dancer, and her um, I, I read it quickly right before, so I I don't know if she's like her boyfriend or husband, but it turns out you know he's he's a sniper, he's an assassin, mm-hmm. and then people start coming after him while mm-hmm. they're together. So you know, they're basically on a run and she has no idea what's going on. Then there's like this big crazy twist. And that's all I'm going to say. Like people need to read. We're getting a lot of good books from image. Yeah. So, so no, I think, I mean, they're, they're delivering some really, really incredible stuff. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, if you're tired of reading superhero books, then you should totally just check out some image titles that are, yeah. so, and, and it's, and it's called dancer. Variety. Yeah. I was for, like dancer. Really? What's this going to be about? But it's, it's, it's good. They also they, I mean, they're releasing titles that that cross a lot of different genres too. Mm-hmm. They have everything. Yeah. So a lot so. of people say, I don't want so much superhero stuff. Saga number three is out. Another another great book. Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, amazing looking, amazingly written. Mm-hmm. People should check that out. Um, what was the other the 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 pilot season? I think it was Hardwire. Mm-hmm. So that came out. Robert Kirkman um, wrote that. Mark Sylvester did the cover. He didn't do the interiors. Oh, of course not. So, yeah. So, Matt reviewed that also. I think he gave it a four. I didn't get a chance to read that one. Um, we also had The Secret Service, number two. So, this was Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. I wasn't a fan of the first issue. First issue, basically, this this kid, you know, they live in, in London somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid's a big screw up. He's getting oh, trouble. Oh, that's right. You didn't really like this one. Yeah, much. and and so like the uncle is like he's really the secret agent. So it's, that's the book where Mark Hamill gets killed. Right? <laughs> and it's so bizarre. Uh, so basically, the the uncle is always bailing the kid out, and the way it the first issue ends, where the uncle is basically he, he's going to try to get the kid into his secret service program, mm-hmm. you know, make him a super spy or something like that. So reading this, this issue was a little better than the first one, mm-hmm. but it, it's it it's like it's a mature book. You know, there's there's a lot of big things happening, but it's also it kind of feels immature in a way where it's kind of like like a kid's wish fulfillment. Like here comes my my uncle; he's going to make me a super spy, and I'm going to do all this cool stuff. So it's, it's just it's it's kind of weird how it has these two vibes like just crammed together. So it, it I don't I don't know how it's going to work out and this kid possibly becoming, you know, a, a super spy, secret spy, if, if that's going to be compelling enough. So I don't know. Um, another night at Owls, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number nine. So I love Red Hood and the Outlaws mm-hmm. um, each month. Cause you, you, you have Jason Todd, you have Starfire, you have Red Arrow, Roy Harper, mm-hmm. and they're like, not the most likely. No, they're trio. completely unlikely. But but every every issue, just seeing that the bond the bond they have and how it's it's it strengthens. So basically, they were in Gotham 
last issue. And then this issue kind of picks up with the call that Alfred puts out. So because they were there, Jason's kind of sticking around. He still has serious issues with Batman that you know mm-hmm. we, we've gotten you know hints of throughout the series, but he also has kind of that, that feeling of obligation. You know, he you know he has a love hate relationship with with Batman and with Gotham, but he still feels a responsibility that he can do something about it. Um, and when the list at the the Court of Owls that you know of all the people they wanted to assassinate, Victor Freeze was one of them. Interesting. So Mister Freeze there. So basically. Jason Hood has to try to save Mr. Freeze, hmm. which is weird. And and there's mention in here that um, the reason they're targeting him is because he worked with the court on some things. Um, yeah, so there's a bit of information, which someone made a comment that we – I thought Mr. Freeze's first appearance was going to be in the annual that's coming out either next week or the week after the Batman annual. Is he here in this? Or is Mr. Freeze is here, yeah. Okay. And so there's a whole thing where he's he's being attacked by Talon. The one problem or one of the problems I had with this is if Mr. Freeze is fighting a Talon, mm-hmm. we know that the, the cold stops them because that was the whole thing in Batman when they're in the Batcave. It should be a piece of cake. It should be, but it's it's not quite so much a piece of cake. You know, he Mr. Freeze is kind of holding his own, but it's like it should have been over where he could just freeze him. But I, I don't know. And then it's this whole same thing. You know, Jason Todd, when he's fighting this Talon, it just it seems too easy. This Talon was a little different than other talents, so there's kind of that that hook. The other thing that bothered me is Jason Todd was kind of putting pieces together too much. It was it was kind of like in Batgirl where he's like, like, hmm, this Talon's very acrobatic. Yeah. I wonder if they were in a circus. And then they, they go by an old Haley Circus billboard. He's like, hmm, where's this Talon going? Mm. And so it was just so much... And and what I the comment I made is like yeah Jason would probably have some detective skills from working with Batman and all that but you know he's he's not like Tim Drake and I you know I would, don't think you know he's not at Dick Grayson you know intellect level or whatever so it just seemed weird that all the stuff that he just came up with it right away but like oh it must be the circus and and someone they, their reply to that was well when I think of acrobats I think of a circus but it doesn't necessarily have to be you know someone's acrobatic they could be a gymnast you know and. So it just seemed weird, but and again, you know, great looking book, art is amazing. So it's it's a fun book, and I I think what I'm seeing is a lot of people are are glad they they stuck with with the book, and you know, a lot of people misjudged the book in the beginning, and I think it's been showing that it's it's not what you think. You know, it's not just Starfire posing around. <laughs> there's there's actually some substance to it, and and I, I think my favorite thing is is. The bond that these three are holding, and Jason's like, I didn't ask you guys to, to tag along with this. You know, they, he, they, they're still there. They keep coming with them, it's and kind of nice. so it's like they're a team, even though they're not really a team. Even though Jason wants them to kind of leave, yeah. Half, but but then sort of half wants But he it. he's concerned about them too. Sure. You know, so so it's no. It's nice. I mean, it's probably just a front. You know, he really cares about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Supergirl. I didn't. I, I I had a hard time with this issue. Part of it is I haven't read. I don't think I read the last issue. Um, I'm just having a hard time connecting with this with Supergirl. This, with this, yeah? I, I feel like, I mean, I really like the first couple issues, but I feel like she doesn't really have the personality that she had before. You know, a lot of that seems like it was lost, where, you know, she's still, I, I as far as I can tell, she's not speaking English yet, which she should be able to learn that. She's, she's starting over, yeah. And so it, it just feels like that there's not a lot of personality there, where, you know, she still doesn't know what's going on, she doesn't know who she is, or, you know, she kind of knows who she is, but... It just it. I really like the Supergirl that we just had. You know, when the the Jeff Loeb, Michael Turner, you know, that everything that that came from there. Um, yeah. So 
I'm, I'm, but I think a lot of people like this. I, I think I saw um, some people from like other sites. I forgot who someone said that it was one of their favorite books, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it so much. I don't like um, what's Screaming Silver Banshee, whatever her name is. Yeah, no, she's not right. my favorite. Venom, number 18. Uh, so Rick Remender's leaving the series, right? He is re- leaving. He's still going to be doing – Venom's still going to be in Secret Avengers. Mm-hmm. I forget who is taking, taking over. over. Um, they announced – I think it was this week. I think it was like Monday or t- Tuesday where they announced that. Um, so that's going to be weird that um, – may- maybe it's Colin Bunn. Um, yeah, because he's co-writer here, so I think he might be taking over. So there's still a lot of, of Venom dealing with, with – with Flash Thompson dealing with the fact that Betty's life's in danger, you know, the the bad guys know his identity, so he, it is Colin Bunn. Yeah, and Eddie Brock's here. Eddie Brock's gone through some changes. He is, I guess we can spoil it. It shouldn't be a spoiler by now. Where he is bonded with another symbiote, so he is now with the toxin symbiote. And last before he was he was hunting the uh, the other symbiotes. So we got that clash going on there. So it's pretty cool. And there's a, a huge thing that happens at the end here. So you definitely want to see, read Venom 18, see what happens there. Incredible Hulk 7.1. So here's another point one issue. Um, this is, I wouldn't, again, this is not a good point one issue. This is dealing with the fact, so the Hulk was separated from Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. He was able to, to take out the chunk of his mind, his brain somehow. They cloned a the body. Banner was going crazy and all this stuff. Hulk ends up killing Banner. And that's kind of where it picks up, where it's just, it's, That's bizarre. So it's 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 like a weird point one. And we we posted the preview for this last week. I wasn't crazy about the art. Yeah, I'd have to say that. So this is Hefte Paolo. Um, I don't know if it's the colors or just it's it's a little weird. I mean, Hulk looks weird with without his cheap. hair. Yeah. You know, his his head his skull shape looks looks kind of weird. Uh-huh. Um, what's her name? The other Von Doom, who's not related to Victor Von Doom, the the, the lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think she looked that great. Um, but we will say that Hulk gets a little action here. There's a little, little, oh, little Hulk hanky-panky going on. Oh, my goodness. So if you want to see that. <laughs> if you want to see that, go pick up this issue. Yeah. That's, so. that's weird. That's weird. Uh, X-Factor. I, I just want to get through these. Yeah. X-Factor 236. Favorite thing about this? The cover. The little little character box, whatever it's called, uh-huh. where it's like a flashback to the '80s, where you see all the cool. different characters there. Um, this is part two. Normally, I love X Factor. Not the biggest not Leonard, today. Not the biggest Leonard Kirk fan. Oh boy! This is part two. So we we have this scattershot character, and it, it's kind of a neat idea who the scattershot character is, but I don't know something. It, it didn't feel like the X Factor that I normally love. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Avengers 26. So, this is Bendis. This is Walter Simonson. So, a lot of people love Walter Simonson. He's a classic artist. It's just some things that just didn't work for me here. A lot of this, it felt like flashbacks. Because, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, Captain America forming the space team. You know, he's telling them this is going to be like a suicide mission. We're already seeing, you know, all that stuff happening so it's weird that we're kind of going back a couple months almost with, with all the stuff that's happening here. Um, so it was, it was all right. There's just some stuff with Nor- Norvar, him leaving, and other developments. He does something at the end people want to see. Thor versus 
Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. There's that. Daredevil, number 13. This was a... Uh... So Mark Wade, Koi yeah. Fam. Koi Fam will be taking over Scarlet Spider. Okay. Uh, I like I like the art in here. It felt consistent, you know? I mean, it's not... I think the colors... Yeah, the colors help. Helped a lot. Yeah. But uh, it, it doesn't feel like such a weird transition, uh, seeing Koi Fam. However, the writing, not so... That's not my favorite. I love this issue. Did you really? No, not really. Oh, okay. It was all right. I, I mean, don't know if I... I think, I'm not sure. I, I think I gave it a three. I think you gave it a three. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was kind of weird and reckless and not... I don't know. Uh, all I know, the sort of stuff between Foggy and Matt, Yeah, that's something that's going to be coming up. Cause I, that's, I, that, that was the best part. That's, that's like my a review, huge... I think that's... In, that's really cool. I think the August issue is mm-hmm. dealing with that. With that, because the solicits came out this week, mm-hmm. and I actually looked. I normally don't look at solicits, but I kind of glanced through it. But I really didn't like uh, a lot of the other stuff in there. It's a lot of the. It's like the fallout from the Omega effect. Cause I think mm-hmm. that was the name of the arc with the Avenging Spider-Man and Punisher story. Mm-hmm. It's like I felt like that was over, but it's not quite over here. So right. it it was in there's I think there's value with what happened here. It. it was meant to give it closure, even though it's kind of still leading to something else. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's just like, mm. I don't know. I thought it was kind of silly. And he didn't mess around with any women in this. Sorry. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble if that's no, why you I, bought I the have, issue. No, no. I, I, that was kind of my, my, um, I wrote that one article that a lot of people didn't like about. What? I, I kind of I jokingly refer, referred to it as I kind of insinuated that Daredevil's a little lazy that his oh, that's his, his right. motivation mm-hmm. and is to get what, the ladies. What a, lo- a lot of people didn't quite get is I said you know Spider Man is like he's this like super motivated dedicated guy you know great power great responsibility because you know he's in his own book he's in Avengers he's in Fantastic Four or Future Foundation you know he's doing all this stuff is he's working his life's always you know he's he's putting being a hero first. And then, you know, like Daredevil's supposed to be in Avengers. He's hardly, he hasn't really done anything in the Avengers. You know, we, we saw him in Avengers vs. X-Men this week doing a little bit of things. But someone made the comment, it's like, well, Daredevil only has one book. And that was kind of the, the, the joke that I was making that, you know, I even said Wolverine is kind of a hero because he's in the X-Men, he's in X-Force, he's running the school, he's in, you know, he's everywhere. Not that necessarily he's the greatest hero because he's a killer and, you know, whatever. That's a whole other discussion that people didn't like. But I was kind of joking that, you know, these characters that are in multiple books, they're doing stuff all the time versus, you know, characters who they'll be a hero when it's convenient to them. And so if, if the other heroes are dependent on them, then it kind of means they need to pick up the pieces because, <coughs> excuse me, because, you know, when lives need to be saved, you can't just, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm going to take a day off and let someone else deal with it. So uh, Amazing Spider-Man Ends of the Earth. This was a one shot. Not a big fan of this. Why? I like um, the cover, though. It's it's not written by Dan Slott. Aha. Uh-huh. And Spider-Man's not really in this. So this... Interesting. And in the last issue, so Spider-Man was branded as public enemy number one because Dr. Doom... Or Dr. Dr. Octopus has his big plan and, you know, the UN's kind of buying into it and Spider-Man knows that he's still bad. So um, Spider-Man puts out a call. He's like, if there's any heroes out there willing to help... You know, I'm. They're they're saying I'm a bad guy, but you know, we need to stop this. So some people 
answered his call. So we had Kangaroo, who was an old Spider-Man villain using a Legion of Losers, Union Jack, Sabra, and Big Hero 6. Oh, and Titanium Man. So, <laughs> oh, also Titanium Man. Yeah. So um, Rob Williams writes about Titanium Man, Sabra, Union Jack, and Kangaroo. His Union Jack was pretty cool, that, that part of it. And then um, Brian Clevenger does Big Hero 6. I'm not a Big Hero 6 fan. So there was um, Sunfire and Big Hero 6, and they, they had that series. And um, There's not a lot of Spider-Man here. It just, I don't feel like it, this was important. I don't feel like there's anything huge here. It was nice to see Spider-Man kind of taking a leadership role where other people actually listened to him, and he said that was kind of weird. And it was nice seeing the, the, this whole story, this fight from other people, other heroes' perspective. But I didn't feel it was like super crucial to the overall story. <coughs> what about the shade number eight? Thoughts? Oh yes, Jill um, Thompson. Jill Thompson is perfect for this. So this is set in the Victorian era in uh, a little in Paris, a little bit in London, um, and this is the shade talking to Albert uh, Caldicott, his grandson, who we met in a previous issue. Um, and I'm not going to say anything else about that, but um, it's interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was a story that really uh, helped us get to know the Shades character a little bit more and see how emotionally detached he is from people that used to be important to him, uh, especially on that last page. That last page was really telling. I think I gave this a five. I really liked it a lot. Um, the dialogue is really, really great. It's very flowery. <laughs> But um, it's it was great. I I love this series, so I have no no complaints. Yeah. So we're at issue eight, twelve issues. Twelve issues. And then it, it'll be collected. Um, Trade paperback. Yeah. Sucks. Should be hardcover. Um, other books: uh, Batwoman, which is not a Night Out of Owls books. I, I think this is not getting into that. Um, Catwoman was a Night of the Owls. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Iron Man. So this is the Iron Man No More story. Um, Thunderbolts, which is coming to a conclusion because Dark Avengers taking over. Um, New Mutants, Green Lantern Corps, Birds of Prey. Oh, that was Night of Owls. I didn't read that. Um, Blue Beetle. I'm behind on Blue Beetle. Uncanny X-Men. And I didn't get to read Fury. I didn't read that yet. Fury number oh. two came out. Mm. So um, let's move on. To the news. So Avengers, the movie. Did you see? You saw it a second time, right? I did see it the second time. So you saw the the which we won't spoil that, but you saw the the final final. Yes, uh, I gotta say, I was expecting a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why I, I I didn't want to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank it, you. I appreciate it, that. I mean, it it you don't really miss much if you didn't see that. I mean, it was fun. Um. The one interesting thing, which I don't, I don't know if, if you heard or knew, is so they, they filmed that like after the premiere. Yeah, that's why um, Chris Hemsworth had his back turned because he no, had no it, beard. No, it was, uh, well, I don't remember about him, but Chris Evans had a beard. I see. And so they, they actually gave him a prosthetic face for that. Really? <clears throat> but when he's sitting there, and I won't describe the scene, but he, his hand was covering his face. I see. <clears throat> And and that was the reason why. So it was, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But anyways, people are going to see that again. So the Avengers, over last weekend, 
crossed one billion dollars worldwide. Insane. Top top movie now. Yeah. It's the fastest to ever reach four hundred million domestically. That is crazy. It. I think it broke. Um, I think it holds twenty five records now. I'm it's, not it's sure. A, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what they are exactly, but I was reading about it the other day, and which is just nuts. But I mean, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess people really like it. <laughs> um, Scott Snyder tweeted the other day. He's like, I snuck out to see the the, the new. Dark Knight trailer. He's like, as a bonus, they attached Avengers movie after it. <laughs> That's really funny. But he did comment that he he did enjoy it, and he, mm-hmm. and his, his, you know, yeah, it's it's not Batman, it's not DC, but he's like, you know, anything that's good for the comic industry, comic market is is good. Yeah, so, absolutely. Because this is such a success, mm-hmm. that means you know we people can get more comic book movies, or yeah. you know, and hopefully they will. Go with the quality. I gotta say that the worst trailer attached to to all of that has to be um, the uh, battle battleship trailer. I don't know I how I feel about that. I can't believe that they're doing that movie, Tony. I it's, really it has, can't. It has nothing to do with the game. No. It's all this alien and I guess stuff. it doesn't have to because Transformers had nothing to do with Transformers. Uh, kind of. More than this seems yeah. to have. I mean, I like Taylor Kitsch, but I don't know about this. I, I'm really not. Um, I really don't. I don't get it. They should have just. I don't know. Someone asked me if I was going to see it. I was like, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I, I do. I'm curious. I do want to see it. I don't know if do I'd you? go out. I, I yeah. You go I, to the theater. Or do I don't know if wait? I would go out to the theater to see mm-hmm. it. So if if someone said, "Hey, let's go," or if someone wanted to take me, I'd maybe go. Yeah. But someone was going to buy your ticket. Yes, she'd I, be like, "Okay, sure." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I doubt I'm going to make it to see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I don't know. I will not. Definitely not. Um, so this week we also had first X-Men news. They're filming again. No, no, no. Not first class. First X-Men, the comic. Oh, so, yeah, right. I'm, I, am, I guess I'm jumping back to the comic part here. Crystal they are Skage, filming again, right? Um, yeah, they're supposed to start in January. Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence, I think that's her name. So she can do Hunger Games 2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's First X-Men, Neil Adams and Crystal Skage. Yep. And uh, it's a mini series, and we'll see Wolverine, Sabretooth, Magneto, yeah. before he was Magneto, I think, and Hobo Namor. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Hobo Namor. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. This um, you you mean the whole hey we're gonna retell the entire X Men well, story? It's, it's like that's the thing. Like, the they're not X Men. They they should not be called X Men. I mean, I don't, I don't think Xavier is involved, but it, it seems, I mean, I, I what I, so what we talked about this when the news came out, uh, so they did Avengers 1959, which is kind of similar mm-hmm. where it's like, here's a group of Avengers before we actually had the Avengers. And you know, with that, Nick Fury was involved that I kind of was okay with. I mean, it's, 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 they're not directly related to the Avengers. I don't remember if they're actually called Avengers, even right. though Nick Fury was, was there. But this, it just—it seems weird. I, it, the idea of Magneto and Wolverine working together before just just doesn't feel right. And why Sabretooth again? You know, Sabretooth and Wolverine. You know, yeah, they, they were in Team X or whatever. How many, and they how many were, times are we going to see the story, though? You know. So I just I I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. I like Christos Gage, but I don't know. And Neil Adams. I used to be a big Neil Adams fan, but. I don't know. We'll see. He draws like crazy hands. 
like like yeah detail like <laughs> like crazy hands with like those crazy googly eyes yeah yeah so i mean i'll definitely check it out but i'm i'm not ultra excited about that um watchman news not what you think there's gonna be a watchman toaster dumbest thing i've ever heard um, there, so a bunch of Warner Brothers so things dumb. have been licensed. So there's, you can get a Wizard of Oz toaster, really Christmas Story, Where awesome. the Wild Things Are, Goonies, yep. Gremlins, nope. Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. No, and I guess each one will toast something different. I, th- I think that's what it was. Um, Matt posted about this um, on Tuesday when we were out of the city, and I think it will put some toast some sort of image because I, I saw a Darth Vader toaster before, which that was kind of neat. I wouldn't buy one. No. But we'll see how this goes. Uh, so Mike Allred on Daredevil. So he, he wrote a letter, which they printed, saying, oh, I'm a huge fan of the series and all that. And, oh, that's and, right. And everyone's like, it's like oh, he, Mike Allred should do Daredevil and all mm-hmm. this. So it's going to kind of happen. He's going to do one issue, issue 17. They released a cover. Um Chris, he would be really good on that book. Yeah, and, and it, it fits in perfectly. So, I mean, with Chris, Chris Somney is, is still on there. And I think Paulo Rivera, I think um, Chris and Paulo are alternating arcs on that. Um, I'm not sure what Marcos Martin's doing now. But, yeah, so Mike Allred's going to do issue 17. He, he has some secret project that he hasn't announced yet. And I, I think now he said it's a secret Marvel project. So, I don't know, because iZombie is coming to an end. So, I, I, I don't know what, what he's doing after that. But the bummer is it's only one issue. It's only 20 pages. So I'd, I'd love to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some stuff about Arrow, the Green Arrow TV show on CW. So first they announced it was picked up. Yep. And now we then we got a little clip. We got a clip. Him kind of training. And we got the trailer. Yeah. So, haven't watched it yet. What did you think? Um, it's interesting. I It's, it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> where. He is really, really good looking. You think so? Yes. He doesn't seem blonde enough. Because he's, he's got that the, is okay. the, the, the buzz. Here. I might watch the show. Well, I'm just saying, it's going to be on Wednesday nights, right before Supernatural, which I've, I've never watched that show. A lot of people love that show. I've never, never I watched might it. watch it because um, he's cute. You should watch it then. And you could like review maybe, each episode. Maybe I will start liking Oliver Queen. That's, I, I wonder how true it's going to be. Definitely not my favorite character. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Green Arrow. I'm I, not. I. I don't love Green Arrow. I don't I, I can, love Green Arrow either. I, I can take him or leave him. So, I mean, there's potential. I'm, I'm curious how... I want the show to do well. Obviously, we need comic book shows on TV. We need good comic book shows. Definitely. In order you know, to, to keep it going so other people will, will want to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of comic book shows, ABC said they still want to do a Hulk TV show. I don't know what the holdup is with that. There's um, that, and I haven't heard anything about AKA Jessica Jones. Um, so... <laughs> that I think um, is also on hold because that, that I think they even I don't know if they cast but they were that sounded like they were getting closer and closer because they said that Jessica Jones was going to be in the cinematic universe so mm-hmm. there's going to be because Carol Danvers was supposed to be in there and you know there's supposed to be mention of like Tony Stark not that Robert Downey Jr. would come on the show right but it was supposed to exist there but it's like this was like two seasons ago so it, and it doesn't seem like it's I think all this networks have released or fall schedules. Mm-hmm. Also, unless it's going to pop up like mid season, but I don't even think that's so no Hulk yet. Yeah. And no Punisher yet. Yeah. Or Pun- Punisher is like kind of in limbo mm-hmm. at Fox and Hulk is still being developed by 
um, ABC. ABC, but uh, Guillermo del Toro is still working on it. Yeah, that guy is like insanely busy. Which I don't know. Seriously, how. he's doing like eighteen. He's movies. still he's still attached, but not till next season. Yeah. Who else is busy? Is Robert Rodriguez. Uh huh. So it was announced he will be directing the Sin City sequel. That's right. A Dame to Kill for. And that Frank Miller is writing it. Um, and he's going to be directing it too. Mm-hmm. So both of them are going to be directing it. It has a release date, October 4th, 2013. That soon? That's, they, that's, unless I got that wrong, but I think that's what can, I think it was yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday. They, they announced that date. What? So oh, wow. they need okay. to get, get going on that. Frank better write it fast. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I yelled in, in your ears. That's, that's okay. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. There's that four minute clip. Yeah. I wasn't going to watch it. I did up, you? Yeah. Me and my daughter watched it last night. Cool. And what did you think? It, it looks good. I, I don't like the fact that they released for him. I don't, I don't see why. Well, it wasn't full, four full minutes because yeah. it was the trailer. But then you that, had that whole bridge the, and, scene. But the whole bridge scene was the, was the only new footage that they released. And I didn't like that. Everything else? I didn't like that he saw. took his mask off in that scene. It's like, f- keep your friggin' mask on, Spider-Man. Yeah. Tobey Maguire took a mask off all the time. Gotta, gotta give Need Andrew more. Garfield his... his uh, I wonder if in his contract, in his movie I, That's contract, what I always said. It's like, I need to have at least X amount of scenes where my mask mm-hmm. comes it's, off it's so her agent. see my face. You know, it, that's, yeah. for, like, way back before Spider-Man happened, you know, I, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was, was loosely tied when James Cameron was supposed to be doing... Um, Spider-Man, but I was like, there's no way he would want to cover his face. And right. I, I think there was even talk like Tom Cruise being doing something at some point. It's like, they're not going to want to do this. Although Tom Cruise's face was a little, I guess it wasn't that much in Vanilla Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I love Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Really? I love that movie. I've it's, never it, seen that movie. It's, it's, uh, it's, I can't even describe it. Jason yeah. Lee's in there too, before yeah. um, My Name is Earl, when I really, really like Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? You don't like him after My Name is Earl? My Name is Earl was okay. It just, it, it got too much. <clears throat> my ex-boyfriend used to watch that show. I didn't get it. It was, it was, I, it was I, all right. I never laughed. Yeah. Um, but it's I really like, why he's my ex-boyfriend. I really like Vanilla Sky. And Vanilla Sky has an awesome soundtrack. Really? Yes. So I recommend that. Okay. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's little, little, little twisty. Some, yeah. Some weird stuff. Yeah. Like, How? Like just a little weird. It's like whoa, kind of blows your mind a little. Okay. But all, oh, bad thing is Cameron Diaz is in it. I'm not. You don't like her? I'm not the biggest Cameron Diaz I think fan. She's cool. Penelope Cruz is in her. I like her too. Yeah. So, I'm curious. What do you guys think about Vanilla Sky? It has nothing to do with comic books. But <laughs> I, I really like that movie. You know, I have it on DVD, but I don't know if I want to let you borrow it. That's okay. I'll but just probably never. Get I'll it just back. find. Maybe it's on Netflix or something. I don't know. Or yeah. HBO. I have HBO too. I don't know if it's on HBO. Um, Iron Man 3, James Badge Dale, who was in the gray, he joins the cast as Eric Savin. That came out when? Wednesday or something? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Something like that. Um, the, 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 I, I'm not, all this like Iron Man 3 news, because I, I think they cast the other female, because there was some female character that was kind of cast, but then she's like, no, I can't do it. Um, they, they announced this. You know, they jumped the gun. I can't commit to this. And I think they cast someone else. But it's like, I, I, I can't really get excited. Because like, so Eric Savin, he, that, that, there is a character named Eric Savin who is mm-hmm. known as Cold Blood. 
So you can go to Cold Blood's page on Comic, Comic Vine. He's like a this cyborg guy. Doesn't have there's like no information there. So if you know anything about Cold Blood, fill in that page. Mm-hmm. But I just I, I guess until we know more, like what the story is, I'm just like okay, whatever. I, I'm gonna wait until it gets further along before I get start getting excited about. I mean, I am excited about Iron Man three, but I'm just all these names and people. It's like eh, like Ben Kingsley. We still don't know what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna wait. See. Um. Arkham City, Game of the Year, Harley Quinn's Revenge. They release a full trailer. Yes. For the for that. So, I still got to play Arkham City. Yeah, you got to finish it, man. Yeah. You have to finish it. Okay, here's my here's my uh, request for you, Tony. Mm-hmm. You have to finish it before the Game of the Year edition comes out. That's not going to happen. The game comes out like May 29th or something like that. So finish it this weekend. I don't have or wait, to. Memorial Day. You don't have to work Memorial Day. I got to work Memorial Day. Why? I always got to work. Well, you don't have to come into the office. No. And you won't have to work all but, day but long. But that's the thing is my, so, my wife will not be working. My daughter will not be in school. So I can't just say, you guys go over there. I'm going to go play this. I'm going to ignore you guys like well, I you ignore guys you. You guys could like, have oh, the whole family can play Arkham City together where you like take turns and pass the remote. Well, the my, my daughter would watch me, mm-hmm. but... Your wife... Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't care. Does she, she play it. video games sometimes? Um, she's done some of the Connect stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. I mean, she used to be really like. Um, I think the reason she doesn't play video games now is because she was really into like Super Mario Brothers, like like big time, like back really? in the day. So like she would dress up as Princess no, Peach. No, not like that. But she just would want to play it all the time. So. Oh okay. I mean, it was like overload. That's like me. I can't start. I can't start playing a game because then I can't stop, which. Was a problem last weekend. With Skyrim. With Skyrim. My concern is when Lego Batman Two comes out. I'm tempted. It's like I should just take a day off of work. And but, and the news that we heard when we were at you know where about that game was that like released? Was um, that they told us. I don't remember. I I don't remember what, what you're saying. Um, uh, I think that's that's I I'm not really sure. I no, think it's I, I think it's released. I might be in a trailer. I I yeah. don't know. Um oh I, I remember what you're saying now. Yeah, I don't know if necessarily that part was released, so we won't say anything about that. Um but that's gonna look look good. The problem is I think that game might come out right before I go on vacation. It comes out at E three or the week of or something. Same. Right? I, I I think so. I think it yeah, I don't know. Maybe E three's first or it comes out right before E three. I was I thinking it was remember. like June fifteenth or something so. like that. Something like that. So, I don't know, but that that looks really good. They released some um, some renders, parody renders, which look like um, Arkham City, the, <laughs> the black and white thing. Cute. Uh, speaking of DC, so mm-hmm. Tuesday we flew down to LA. We went to the Burbank DC Entertainment office, and some people are like, I don't know, they had a Burbank. Office. Burbank. I was like, I was like, yeah, right across yes, from do. the Tonight Show. You could yep. see it from that one conference room we were right in, down the street from the Warner Brothers lot. lot. Yeah, with the Yakko Wacko and their sister dot Water Tower. Yeah. Um, so we went down there to mm-hmm. look at Before Watchmen. Yeah. So cool, cool. We got to read every single first issue. A lot of the second issues, we could see they're all in various stages. You know, most of them were, were complete. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I think I forget. I think like Rorschach and another one, maybe Dr. Manhattan don't come out to like August. 
So they're, they're, they're staggering them out. The, so that's a nice thing is it's not going to be like first week of June, here's, you know, seven new books and you got to try to you know, figure it out. So they're going to be staggered weekly and not all of them are coming out in June. Not all, you know, so that, that's nice. Um, so we posted our impressions. Um, I, I mentioned it's, it's kind of strange. You and I were pretty much on the, the same page with everything. Why is that strange? Because we don't agree on everything. I don't know. I feel like as time has gone by, we, we've, we've grown to agree with each other. I don't know. Maybe not on the Justice League book, because you really like that book, and I don't. I, I like it, and I don't. I could like take it. it or leave it. So you know, but we were we agreed on I think yeah. just about everything. I think that the same things that we saw in some of those books made us both uncomfortable for the same reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but that's good. It's not weird. I mean, I don't think it's weird. Okay, that's all I'll say. No, that, that's that's good. I mean, I, I'm glad that we we can share an opinion. There we go. That, um, and uh, our first impressions for those books, for all of those books, can be found on our news page. That yep. went up last night, right? Yep. It was, yeah. it was embargoed, so we had to keep our lips zipped. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we saw Joey Esposito, a sometimes listener to our podcast. From IGN. Hey, Joey, if you're listening. Yeah. So we, we saw him there, and we're like, hurry up, Joey. We want to read it. He, yeah. He, got he there. took forever. We, I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> we, we were supposed to get there before he was, but yeah. we didn't, so he... Got there first and was yeah. reading and we were waiting and we but we got to go around the office which was incredible and um so Joey posted his thoughts too so there's a link at the bottom of our page you can see what he thought and like we weren't crazy about comedian he liked comedian yeah he didn't I don't think he necessarily loved it but he he, did he enjoyed like it. it yeah yeah so so I mean there's three opinions right there you can see what he thought too since I guess we don't know anything yeah I mean that's fine Who, who's what do you mean we don't know anything. Oh, that was one of the comments on the on the article. So we don't know anything on our article, or yeah. Oh, okay. Glad you read it. Glad, glad you read our nothing. Um, <laughs> whoever that was, uh, and then sideshow collectibles, who I love, mm-hmm. they They're doing a contest are doing a contest. So we are not involved with the contest. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. Don't ask me any questions. Um, <laughs> don't ask me it. any questions. Because I can't answer them. Yeah. So basically, there is going to be a limited edition Iron Man Mark uh, 7, I think it is. Um, it's limited to 3,000. So it's like that one of those hot and crazy hot toys figures. So I, I did that that in-depth hands-on Captain America from the first Avenger um, look. It's incredible detailed. They're, they're out close to like 200 bucks each. They're giving away um, Iron Man, who's limited to 3,000. Um, uh now I can't remember. Nick Fury, Hawkeye, Thor. I can't remember if it's Captain America or not. Um, the way you can enter, so there's a link on our page. You click that link. All you have to do is sign up for their email, their newsletter, basically, and you're entered into the contest. So this is for one month. A month from today, it, it ends. That's all you got to do. Um, I think you might have to pay shipping if you win, but heck, I'd pay that to get all those things. I mean, if they're like 200 bucks each. Um, the Iron Man figure... If I understood correctly what they told me, they are not even going to offer that figure for sale on the site. You, there's going to be there's going to be no page. You can't do a search for Iron Man and see find this Iron Man figure. Well, how come? Because it's so limited. Yeah. And the only way you can buy it is by signing up for the email. Because then you'll get an email saying this is on sale. It's on. You can pre-order it now. It's going to go fast. So if you're signed up for that email, so it's like those Mondo. Uh posters kind of like a, you got to get in there i mean i don't know it, this may not sell out 
as quickly as those because I'm assuming it's going to be two hundred plus dollars. But then the detail is incredible, mm-hmm. and once it's gone, it's gone. So you sign up for that, and and I, I think international people can can enter too. But then I think they'll have to pay whatever shipping or there's like something on there. So just click on the link, you sign up, and there's there's details about the contest and what you're responsible. So read the rules and all that. But I would love to have all those. I'm I'm going to be extremely jealous. Whoever wins, unless it's me, uh, now I will we'll dance around. Are you going to enter? I I'm not an employee. It's it's not it's not a comic buying contest. We are not taking part in this contest. It's not like that that delightful. What if your What if your wife takes part? No, I mean that there, there's there's not a problem with it. The, oh, okay. The, the okay, Chalingo, the Frank Wiley art that we thing. We could not. We could not do that because. Yeah. We were what technically we could have, but we. I mean, I, I think it goes without saying that employees are not eligible. So I did not enter that because obviously, if I randomly won, you know, people would be calling shenanigans. Um, but this, I mean, we, all we're doing is we we're, we're, we just announced it. They just say, "Hey, we want to give your community a chance to one buy the figure and two enter this contest." So we are in no part taking any credit responsibility or anything for this contest so i don't see why we can't enter mm-hmm. i have an email i do should it. do it like i got like 18 emails i should enter all of them just get this newsletter like all over the place um so let's go to some questions okay uh sword key hey. haven't heard from him in a while i know um hope he's feeling better oh was he sick he's a little sick mm-hmm. um yeah he he, he was heady he jello his doctor told him because I think it's, I don't know how much I should say, but I think he t- tweeted tweeted that he had food poisoning or something like that or something. But for some reason, he eating Jello. I kind of rained on his parade a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what Jello contains? Because you know Jello horse hooves or something. Yeah, horse Jell-O hooves 10? and body. Yeah, so I I don't eat Jello. And you know it's the same thing. So my my daughter won't eat that because you know she's like hardcore vegetarian. Mm-hmm. For, you know, only being eight, but like she can't have jelly beans. Can't have marshmallows because all has gelatin. Horse hooves, ground up, cooked, animal hides. It's, it's pretty gross. There are vegetarian marshmallows, though. Are there? Yeah. Are they good? I, I don't really like marshmallows, but oh, they, you can okay. cook them. When we go camping, you, they cook just like the regular ones that your cousin <laughs> eats. Um, also, same thing like gummy bears. There's just Can't gelatin. Eat gummy bears? There are, like Whole Foods has, has some, some vegetarian gummy bears, and those are good. They, they taste just like regular ones. So next time you eat gelatin, you're eating horse hooves. Oh man! Poor, poor critters. Um, so sort of key says the first wave of Marvel movies focused on finding ties between the characters so that they could eventually join together as a team in order to fight large threats. Now that the team has been formed and the second wave of Marvel movies will begin next year, do you think it's possible that each movie will focus on a different Infinity Gem after seeing Thanos revealed in the ending credit scene? So, spoiler, if you haven't yeah, seen it, right, right. you can blame the sword a key. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I don't know how Infinity Gauntlet, they would have to majorly tone that down because it's, it's impossible. But that was, that was something at Comic-Con that we saw. Yeah, too. and and it was for like a fraction of a second scene in Odin's throne room. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's there. I just don't know. I could see Thanos being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. If that actually happens, it hasn't officially been announced. But they did have Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers cartoon. So it seems like that could be there. Um, I just, I, it, it seems like it would be 
too much to, to try to have Thanos in the movie and Infinity Gems because there, there's just too much. I don't know. And also, it, it seems like I, I heard that some people were saying that maybe the Thanos story would pick up in Thor 2. But even that, I don't know if, if they would actually go there. Because so, actually, I don't want to say too much about the Avengers movie. I don't want to spoil that. But I just, I, it almost seems like the idea is already in place. And if you're going to have Thor 2 start dealing with that, I, I still think my, my idea, and what do I know? I still think that the individual movies are going to focus on the individual characters because the idea, I mean, that's how the first movies were. They're all focusing on the characters, developing them. And then you had them all joined together, all come together for the Avengers movie. But I think now they're all going to be focusing on themselves again. And we're going to see Thor probably back in Asgard with, you know, whoever. And, you know, the Captain America movie is going to focus more on Cap because, you know, we didn't really get to see a lot of Cap's development. You know, the way the first movie ended, you know, he pops up, you know, he, he wakes up in New York and then in Avengers, we got that little glimpse where, you know, he's trying to deal with it. Supposedly, there was a, I don't, I don't know if they actually shot this scene. I think they might have, but there was a scene of Cap like going around New York City trying to acclimate to this different time period. So it, I don't necessarily want a whole movie focusing on that, but it would be interesting to see how he's adapting to being in the 21st century. Cause you know, so much time has gone by. So having a second movie of Captain America and then focusing on infinity gem. Uh, I, I, I don't know that that might seem too much. I, I just, as much as I, I love Thanos, as much as I absolutely loved infinity gauntlet story, I, I don't know if, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it, it seems like that could be a little weird. Uh, Artistic Needham asks, in the Avengers movie, who is that hooded bad guy who gives Loki the staff? I have heard rumors that it was meant to be Ronan the Accuser, but I'm not sure. Um, so that guy was referred, or he was labeled, listed as the other in the credits. Mm-hmm. His name is... Um, I forget his name. He he was also in um, in Buffy and in in Angel. Um, Dennis, uh, I can't remember his oh, name. The actor's name. Yeah, but um, he was just called the other. I don't know if he he didn't seem big enough to be Ronan, and it doesn't doesn't seem like it would be him. So I don't know if he necessarily no. And he also had those weird hands. He did have weird hands with like that, like two thumbs or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know if he was anyone in particular, just just someone new. So I don't know. Sorry, can't answer. Randall Meister says, do you have any perspective on the anti-event viewpoint? Many in the community seem to actively dislike the big events of the big two. I have been reading comics off and on since the late 80s, early 90s, and they have been par for the course during that period. Also want to say I really enjoyed the podcast. Thanks. Um, It does seem like our community really hates events. Every time something comes up, they're they're complaining left and right. But – but the events are they're selling. buying the books. Whether they're buying them or unless other communities absolutely love them. Yeah. At conventions, uh, the consensus, the sentiment has always been that uh, events are not something that people like. But they're selling. That's what sells. Yeah. 
Because, uh, like, with events, you're incorporating so many different characters in the universe. You know, so everybody sort of gets a little bit of time or becomes the focus of attention. And also, events usually mean that they're going to change the status quo in some way, in, like, some major way. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always the promise. So, I mean, maybe that's the draw. Uh, What I like about it is that it makes the universe feel larger. Connected. Yeah, it's like, you know, know, here's Spider-Man, here's X-Men, here's Wolverine, Mm -hmm. here's Fantastic, you know, so... You gotta have that. Although someone has commented, like, how come Fantastic Four is not involved in Avengers vs. X Men? I don't care, but I'm glad that it's not. Yeah. Just because I like, I like that. Yeah. They always feel a little bit separated, though. Yeah. I feel. But I mean, this is a huge thing. A Phoenix coming, the Phoenix Force is coming. The, yeah, the you would think that Reed would would try to do something. Mm. He's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got Thing, but he's an Avenger, so I don't mm-hmm. know. The Fallen Eleven says warren worthington is going through some major changes mentally and physically mm-hmm. it seems that unless warren is under his darker person personality archangel most not all writers don't know how to utilize him properly in the x books now he seems to have a new power set seeing people's destinies with a touch and resurrecting the recently deceased along with his metal wings do you like the direction that the character is being taken in do you think we'll ever see the old warren or is this new warren here to stay I think New Warren is here to stay. Yeah, at least for now. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. at some point, but obviously they're going to explore. I think old Warren is dead. And dead, I, I think they, they said that, yeah, it, it, it's been fried from a system that it's, mm-hmm. it's erased. It's not there. But obviously nothing is forever. They can always but change I kinda it back. Li- I kind of like this new direction. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's something different. And, and like um, the Fallen 11 says, you know, you, people never know what, what to really do with them because when he's just Angel. Because you know, I, we were talking about it where he had that secondary mutation where he could heal people with his blood, and I almost—I don't think he could resurrect people. So, I guess that's where this new power maybe kind of stems from. Yeah. But it's just—it's kind of weird. Um, Tom SF zero eight two. Are we going to have an Avengers podcast? Nope. I mean, we did that fifteen-minute video. Yeah. And you know, I don't—I don't know what more we could say about it. I mean, it's really fun, guys. Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah, watch it more than once. Paul Dro says, what are your predictions about the Court of Owls? Who's behind it? And what will Scott do to Batman? Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, I do have, um, from Scott Snyder's Twitter, the leading theories about what happens in the finale. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if these are numbered in order, but number one, Alfred is a bad guy. Yes. So I know he's been saying people have been talking about that. So these are right. probably things that people are telling him. Yeah. Number two, Martha and Thomas are the bad guys. Hmm. Number three, the court killed them. Yeah. Number four, I haven't heard people talking about this. It's Tommy Elliott. Interesting. I haven't heard anyone I, theorize I don't think that. So. I don't think that's Number good. five, it's Raish. No, that would be too easy. Number six, it's Betty Kane. Betty Kane. Original bat one, yeah. So we're no, yeah. I. And yeah, do you remember though that when like way way back, I think it was like two years ago where you you did that outline or you were looking into um, the relationship between the Canes and the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I want to know who the heck Uncle Philip is, not from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, because there's there's a there's <laughs> a one Phil. there's a one panel. And it was, it was like in Secret Origins or something like that, um, where Bruce is at his bed, and there you see this voice off camera says, 
Bruce, don't forget to say your prayers. And he's like, yes, Uncle Philip. So it's like, who the heck is Uncle Philip? Yeah. Because the, the reason, the, the article that, I, so if you do a search for articles, it was um it's something like, why was Batman raised by a butler? You know, it's like, does he have any, any other family? Because in the original, original, original comic, Alfred doesn't come onto the scene until well after, like Dick's already Bruce's ward. So Alfred comes. He's like, my father was your butler, and blah. blah. And he and he was the little he's a little chubby. And he's kind of bumbling in the beginning. So it's different Alfred, golden age Alfred. So with that, then it's like, who the heck raised Bruce? We're seeing in the backup. We're seeing Jarvis Pennyworth, Alfred's dad. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was there. Um, there's some heavy things happening there. So maybe I guess Scott and James Tinian the fourth. I think it's the fourth. Maybe they're going to you know establish. That whole relationship with Jarvis, you know, what happened to Jarvis' father? I, you know, I don't know if it, that's ever been mentioned before. So we're seeing that. But I would like to know, and also because it, it was in um, Return to Bruce Wayne number five, mm-hmm. Grant Morrison, when he showed Martha's parents mm-hmm. and how they didn't like Thomas Wayne. And so I'd like to know more about what what happened in that time. So Uncle Phil. Yeah. Um, as far as who's behind it, I we'll, we'll just have to see. I, I mean, don't. I don't know. I don't like to think about that stuff. I think it's issue. Wait, we had issue nine, right? I think it's issue eleven is the last issue. I think that's the finale. So, should be finding out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Ianx Ianx <laughs> says, "Is it true Swampy Aquaman JLI and um, Just League Dark are canned?" Snyder said something about it on his twitter but was vague if so how can fans save these titles well jli can just can go just saying and what is the deal with hal and just league is it pre okay um i don't know if there's been official announcements like if just league international is being canceled i i i haven't seen any official announcements i know that they're talking about like this is this the final story because there's also an annual coming out um it's weird because if, if if books are getting canceled, they haven't announced like a third wave yet. Mm-hmm. Which in WonderCon, when we talked to Dan DiDio, I I think I asked him, "Do you have a third wave plan?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're we're always planning. We always got ideas going." Because obviously, you got to prepare for that because you know not all books are going to make it, so you want to have stuff lined up. Um, Swamp Thing Scott replied on his Twitter, or he said that it's it's safe. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fine. I would imagine Aquaman. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, not I don't. Doing well. I don't think they cancel. Aquaman. I think because Aqu- I think some of these books were pulled from the subscriptions or taken off the subscriptions list. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're canceled. I mean, it, it would lead you to believe that, but but I don't know. Um, and Just League Dark, I'm not sure how that's doing. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, as far as Hal Jordan and Justice League, that's what I want to know. Is it before Green Lantern comic or after? There's, it's not clear. It makes no sense, even though Jeff Johns is writing both of them. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's weird. Um, it continues. What series are you glad you stuck with in the DC universe? For me, Just League Dark, Swampy, and Red Hood. So yes, um, Red Hood. Like I said, that's it's it's getting each issue seems like it's it's getting better. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, is that a question? He's just saying, which which books are you glad you stuck with? So is there anything that you started reading and you're like, I don't know, and then it's gotten better? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Because I think you're still reading everything you read. I don't think yeah. you necessarily stopped reading anything. No, or, I didn't. So um, I don't know. I'm glad I stuck with iVampire. When I, 
I, mean, I love Josh Fielkov, but I was like, another vampire book. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And I was like, woo. But did you like it from the beginning? Yeah. Um, okay. So. And, and Andrea Sorrentino does the art, mm-hmm. which is weird because he also did the art for God of War, which is totally different, totally different style. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I like it. And that God of War seemed a little more Photoshoppy. Um, yeah. I Vampire is, it's, it's amazing. It's, that's, I Vampire is more like Jay Lee style. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any other books. Um, hope you guys enjoy your Friday and your weekend. Off to see Avengers for a third time. <laughs> Have fun. The Kid Nixon with JLI coming to an end. What do you see replacing its slot in a new 52? Um, I don't know. I don't know what else there, there could be. A booster gold ongoing. <clears throat> I mean, maybe if, if just looking at international. Um, I don't know. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Someone asked about Night Runner. Night Runner. Yeah. But I, I think they need to establish Night Runner more, maybe in mm-hmm. Gotham Inc. Because we haven't seen him. Like, Mm-mm-mm. I think he's only besides the annual. I think maybe appeared one other time or something like that. So I don't know. Um, Burgess Samuel for Sarah. Why do you dislike Batman Inc. so much? What's wrong with the concept? Don't you want Japan and Mexico to be safe? <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Jeez. <laughs> I know, right? What's my problem? Um, I ask that every day. Why don't I like it? No, that's why I said you're wrong. Yeah, I do want to know why you don't like it. <laughs> um, okay. Because <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of like half okay with uh, Batman running around gotham city in his own country Mm -hmm. uh breaking laws but i don't know it just makes me a little bit uneasy knowing that he's breaking international laws and he's he has no like no regard for um the governments and the uh policing of those states and that is something i have a problem with simply because i don't think that it's it's in his scope Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to like to like disagree with your own government and be like, all right, you know, I'm totally mad about the way that, you know, people are running things in my country and the way that they're they're dealing with things here. But it's a whole other to like go into someone else's country and be like, yeah, I don't think you guys are doing a good job. So I'm going to instill my own police force in your country. I just think that that's a little weird. I always thought it was a little bit strange. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just, it, it seems a little ridiculous. But, that's, it, it, that, but that's my opinion, you know? That's fine. Like, I can I can still read Batman Inc. stories and, and appreciate them for what they are. But I think that as a as a concept, the, the idea of Batman Inc. is a little bit disrespectful and far-fetched. So you think it's ridiculous? So if I think it's a great idea, then I'm ridiculous because I like That's it. That's not what I'm saying. I was just asking. And that is not what okay. I'm saying. Okay. All I'm saying is that... You no, know, I, I do I agree. He is, he is overstepping story, his bounds. As a story, I can read it and appreciate it. Um, and it can be good, but I don't think that the idea is that great. That's all. It's just Bruce being a control freak. It's a little too much, I think. I mean, it makes sense in some ways how he's like... Because like he had major problems with Huntress before. Because, you know, and there's like someone else where he felt like they weren't like up to, they weren't, weren't good enough for doing, and he didn't want them. Oh, Stephanie Brown. Yeah, I think it was her. Yeah. But then later he came around. 
So it's like you have to be good enough for him. So it's almost like he's saying, well, I'm going to go around the country and make sure that these heroes can kick ass the way I want them to. Not even. Like, I'm instilling my own forces in these yeah. countries. Although, in a way, because I, th- I think with um, Night Runner. That's, that's kind of like terrorism. I think he sought out Night Runner. It's not like he said, okay, what's your name? I forget Night Runner's name. You're going to be in Paris and do this. And same thing with Batwing. I don't know if, I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Burger Samuel says the pirate. But, yes, I want Japan and Mexico to be safe. Okay. Especially Mexico, because the cartels are dangerous. Okay, the Pirate Bay was blocked a week or so ago and soon to be blocked wait, what, by Virgin, soon to be blocked by others like Sky. Do you think this will improve the sales of comics? No. I think we talked about this now. No. If, you, you, it, you can never think of sales figures in comics um, and think about the people that pirate them because those people are not potential customers anyway. And they'll find another way. If one, yeah. one major place, they'll figure something else out to get around the system. I mean, maybe, you know, some people will be like, wow, you know, I can't pirate the latest issue of Batman, but I really want to find out what happens next. So they'll buy that issue, so but they'll buy that else. issue. Yeah. But you know, the chances are that they weren't customers to begin with. So, yeah. but maybe, maybe they will, sir. So Never know. Hopefully. Daniel Carroll, if you read every issue of an arc and then buy the trade paper or hardcover, do you then reread it or simply shelve it? Um, it depends. I have some hardcovers I bought. They're still sealed in plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some that I will read again. I mean, it's, it's, it's a convenience of having them available than having to search through. I always like trades better anyway than single issues. But I like the hardcovers, I think, because they look fancier. They are nice. Um, or absolute editions, mm-hmm. like All-Star Superman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. Sweetest Toaster, who you like hearing from every week. Mm-hmm. What's a good comic to give as a Father's Day present to someone who doesn't read comics? All-Star Superman. I've heard Parker, but any other ideas? Oh, yeah. Parker, definitely. Parker's good. Parker's mm-hmm. perfect. If, you're, if your dad likes uh, Mad Men, get mm-hmm. him Parker. Red Hood and Outlaws? Nope. For Starfire? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> May as well just get him like the Witchblade series when Mark Silvestri was doing it. I, I think it just depends on if if Sweetest Toaster is talking about their father. I think it depends on what does your dad like. Yeah, because um, like you know, there is a Batman Night at Owls, the first trade that could be good, or some like Swamp Thing. You know, did, have they ever read comics before? Because you know, Swamp mm-hmm. Thing obviously has you know his his deep history, um, and then you know, just stuff like Walking you know what, Dead. No, but and, since the, since Sweetest Toaster like asks a question every week, maybe maybe next time you ask your question, Sweetest Toaster. Um, let us know what your dad likes, and then next week we'll tell you what we think your yeah. dad might like in like, terms of like comics. what TV shows, what movies. Yeah. It, what, it does he even like comics? Exactly. You know, he might. We might recommend like superhero books, and then your dad gets it, and he's like, eh, "Superhero books are for kids," which we don't think so. But you Tricks know, some kids. people think so. So let us know what he likes, and then we'll tell you what kind of books that are similar. Think. Yeah. Richborn, do you guys read the soon-to-end Irredeemable or Incorruptible? And how do you feel about Superman like beings going insane? Tony, you I am so those. far behind. I, yeah. I loved both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Norm would read. It, it can kind of it got to the point where I couldn't keep up, so then I would let Norm read them. And then I was like, someday I'm going to catch up, and someday I need to catch up. They're, they're both great. Um, they're both Mark Wade, And basically, they're flip-flopping the same idea, where one was like the ultimate hero, the Superman-type hero, becoming the earth's greatest enemy 
And then um, Incorruptible was the opposite, where he had like the biggest enemy. He Because of what um, the Plutonian and the Irredeemable did, he kind of flip-flopped and started becoming a hero. Mm-hmm. So both fast. I mean, it's kind of a cliche idea, and I, I've, I've reviewed so many of those issues, and I always said that. It's, it's like an old idea, but the way Wade wrote them and delivered it, it each issue was, was compelling. So I, I recommend those series, even though I'm, I'm behind. I really need to catch up on those. The Pepin. Hey, guys. Hey. With a little bit of movie fame in his own series coming up, do you, th- <laughs> do you think we can see a three-minute expert for Hawkeye? Um, send a Twitter reply to John Davison <laughs> and, and, and see if we can get some, some three-minute expert video. I, I don't know. Um, we're still, we, we are still actually getting situated here at CBS Interactive, so we need to figure out like what our, our video production system will be because we don't have a Joey here. We so, don't. We're so, doing all our own stuff. Yeah, so we need to figure that out. So, um, also, I guess we can say is you, that we haven't talked about it, is you are now editing your own news videos. I am. So, which is why they're not as good. No, no. I mean, so right so pe- people need should should realize that that you know you don't normally edit videos, especially with, at with this. I mean, this is stepping things up. So people should realize that not only are you writing the news, searching, get, gathering around everything. Now you're editing it. So if there's a little glitch or anything, be understanding for Sarah's sake. For, for now, for yeah. at least the first like two, three weeks. Yeah. Until I get really used to the program that we're using. Yeah. Or if we get someone else. To come in. That's okay. I actually like doing it just because. It takes up time. It does take up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and it takes away my Thursday feature that yeah. I write. Yeah, that but it is fun. Sad. I would yeah. like to do more high-end editing mm-hmm. than my little rinky-dink stuff. But I would never, ever do a three-minute expert, I think. No way, crazy. Jose. All that animation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how, how to begin. Yeah. Um, Play Coast says, I liked the ends of the Earth one shot this week because it gave the Marvel Universe an international feel that can be missing since all the heroes are usually centered in California or New York. So that's true. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, do you think Marvel would try a Marvel Presents book that is similar to DC Universe Presents, which was great this week? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe try a book that showcased some lesser known worldwide heroes or newly created heroes. I think it's a great idea. I don't know if, how it would sell. I don't sell. think it would happen. They had Marvel Comics Presents for the longest time, which was like four eight-page stories or something like that. And I, I mean, it, that lasted a while, but they, they tried bringing astonishing tales where there was like short stories. It just, it doesn't seem like it, it, it does that well. I mean, it would be great if you bring lesser known characters, people aren't going to buy it. You know, they're buying the X-Men books, they're buying the Avengers books, they're buying Spider-Man because these are characters they know. If you put Big Hero 6, who I don't really like, people aren't going to buy it. They're like, what, what's this? What the heck is this? Um, side note, great podcast and website. I love coming to site to get all the latest comic news. Thank Thanks. you. Um, okay. A couple other things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Lord G-Man 31. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, big fan. I love Justice League and I know Sarah does not because she is very picky anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have read comic books for two years. That is a big part of you guys. I Want to know what is a good hardcover to pick up for the new 52? Batman, Swamp Thing, Wonder yep. Woman, yeah. Aquaman. Mm-hmm. All um, those. Justice League. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Justice League trade paper, I think. Um, unless you really like James, Jim Lee, that would be good. Yeah, um, actually. I've read 
I read and like every comic, I'm going to say Red Hood and Outlaws, Justice League, New Guardians, Red Lanterns. Uh, Green Lantern, that's good. One more thing. I like Green Lantern. If you can be one Green Lantern core, would you pick no green? Wait, what, does he mean like which color? Yeah. We represent? Yeah. Would you pick green or not green? I no. guess is a question. No, I wouldn't pick green. You'd pick Star Sapphire. No. Spurned by? No. Hope? Rage. No, rage. You'd be totally rage. <laughs> rage. Jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. Goodness. You wouldn't even need Just a kidding. you don't even need a power ring for that, sir. Just kidding. I no. felt, felt Which the one blunt you of be? your rage so many times. Be? Oh please. Oh you no we won't get into that. What? Which would you be? Um Compassion? No. I didn't think so. I'm compassionate. Please. I help you all the time and no, you please. you bite my head off and I'm like, Sarah, do you need help? What See? can I do? Compassion rage. Exactly, yeah. Um I, I don't know. I think I, do I have good willpower. Maybe hope. Eh. No, I don't think you have good willpower. No, maybe you do. No, you don't. Because I mean, willpower—you gotta be focused. You have to turn. You have to say no to peer pressure. Willpower. Let's get the job done. I come to peer pressure. No one tells me what to do. Yeah, they do. I have my own peer pressure. Please. Self pressure. Please. Who tells me what to do? What are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Your wife? She doesn't. No, she, I, don't, <laughs> my, I don't listen to my wife, believe me. Um, <laughs> there's some, some things she's well, like, then let's hope you, she you got to straighten this. up your office. and <laughs> You're like, nope, no, not no, today. No, I, I would. I just, I just don't have the time. I know. It's crazy. Um, and We're just joking, by the way, if you can't tell. And w- what are we? Here we <laughs> We're not. We are. What do you think about Assassin's Creed 3 if Sarah watched the trailer? I did see the trailer. And I got to say, I like his new moves, but I don't know. I don't know how uh, interested I am. Although that whole thing about the Mayan stuff at the end of the trailer, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and it says, Corey, you're funny as hell. As hell? As hell. We'll Corey's tell, not here. Corey will we'll be back Corey. soon. Um, artistic need him. I'm like almost out. Of, I don't know if someone else is coming in this room. We got a late start today, so I don't know. Let me know if someone's coming in. <laughs> um, so, artistic need. Um, first question: Do comic artists, writers, want people to know their names and what they look like? Um, names, I would say definitely. I mean, obviously, they put their names out mm-hmm. unless they have one of those like pseudonyms or. I think some of them do, like Scott Lobdell. Yeah, as far as what they they look like. Looks like. Um, I think most people have their images out there. So yeah. Um, or would they prefer anonymity? I don't think they would really want the anonymity because their name is, again, unless they use like a pen name, their name is what sells them. Mm-hmm. So you need that. Um, see, I think this might be more for James. Would you mind if some random fan saw you walking down the street and asked you to sign something? So I, I don't. That's a James question. Yeah, we should wait till he comes in. Um, I recently saw where an artist was stopped at a wedding and had to sign some oh, comics. That's, mm. But see, then it says a question for James. So. That will save that one. Well, we'll maybe we should save both of them just because. Yeah. Last question a while back, I heard possibly confident that the creator Shadowstar didn't like him being turned into a gay character because that wasn't his intentions and look forward to changing it back. Wait, oh, what? About Shadowstar. And then this oh. is what are Mr. Robinson's thought? So, okay, save these. Um, Webjacker, concerning Barry Allen, am I mistaken that he should still be aware of the original and Flashpoint universe? Um, because of the letter to Bruce. So, yeah, that was in Justice League. So he's, yeah, it was. I, I, I think I asked it in the reviews. Like, does he know about the Flashpoint universe or is, mm-hmm. is it just fuzzy? Um, 
Let's see. Infinite mass punch. When the Flash begins traveling near light speed, he gains a relative mass of such a great speed, allowing him to strike with blows with the force of a white dwarf star. Hmm? I don't know. Basically, so... I don't see. I don't know. So he's saying it, the faster he moves, he's gaining more mass, so he could like punch, create, but right. that could shatter his. Sure, his, yeah. Unless the speed force is protecting it. I don't know. Right. He doesn't still have like super strength or. Yeah. So there. Okay. There's a question. He crossed it out. And he did that. Um, this is more in agreement with Sarah Lima concerning Dark Knight Rises. While Gordon Levitt's character has been stated to not be Dick Grayson and not Robin. I don't believe I it. believe that he is still that quote-unquote type of character that he will, whether temporarily while Bruce is in prison by Bane or permanently at the end of the saga, take up the mantle of Batman. Otherwise, why would some random cop be a well-known actor, mm-hmm. B, be in one-third to one-half of a recent trailer, and C, have any reason to talk to Catwoman other than you're under arrest? You true that. Um, I listen to your podcast as I walk um, to and from work. I wish it were longer. We should... Or maybe try to extend our window here. Make sure. I don't know. We can. We can, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Cyberchop979. Um, I restarted reading comics about 10 year hiatus. I always was a Marvel guy in the past, but listening to your podcast got me very interested in DC's New 52. Um, my question Do you think DC will renumber their books back to the old numbering at no. some point? Having Action Comics Detective reach 1,000 would be a draw for some DC execs. I don't know. Unless they do like the I mean, dual they numbering, just, they could just do that issue, issue number one thousand. Yeah, because that's, like, that's like like eight, eight years or so from now. So who yeah. knows what's going to happen with the new fifty two? But yeah. then, I mean, they might. Um, Linus PXY. First off, I see you guys doing a great job with the site. Keep up the good work. My question for you: Do you think that publishers would have better profits to cut down a number of titles they have per character and team? I think that can be a little confusing. People that may not keep up with the comics. Um, basically, yeah. So it's like there's so many X Men books. So you might say, "Well, I can't keep up with all these books. So I'm just not going to read it." Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe. Um, it's hard to say. Um, they could even make the books more pages so the teams can cover bigger storyline and charge an extra dollar or two. So instead of having four books, have one book bigger size or just don't give them a reason to charge you an extra dollar because they'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Foxfire Art, I would like to ask your opinions on Eliza Dushku as the voice of Catwoman in Batman Year One. Would you I like liked to, it. Yeah. Would you like to hear her voice in the role again? Sure. Sure, yeah. Um, I thought she did pretty well for first-time voice and character, and that Catwoman short was far more essential than I was ever expecting to see, mind you. And that was no way to complaint. I thought it was kind of weird, her dancing at the strip club. Uh-huh. But that's just me. I don't need to see that in animated form. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, do you feel it's fair or accurate that Selena is often labeled as an antagonist when her motives are never that black or white? She's not as malicious or genocidal as the rest of Batman's rogues gallery. Mm, I don't think she's labeled as an antagonist all the time. Yeah. Um, Bunker Buster 05. I'll get right to it. With all these comic book adaptations being so successful, I would imagine comic book interest would rise, at least for the release period. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Maybe, hopefully, in some cases. I bring this up because I read a new Iron Man was coming out. If I didn't read comics, um, so yeah, this is the same thing. Batman movie comes out, Batman's dead. You know, Captain America's movie, you know, so yeah, it seems weird that they don't that always doing that. Yeah. yeah, but in other ways, we are seeing movie stuff coming into the comics, mm-hmm. like Phil Coulson and and, and Nick, Nick Fury, Fury Jr. <laughs> um, I f- I feel like you always need to innovate and push comics. If that means a new character killing one, so be it. Um, okay, when Green Lantern came out, I had friend complaints. They made Green Lantern white. They didn't want to see it 
don't underestimate the lack of comic book knowledge. It's not their fault. Um, have a great day. Okay. DC Fox, thoughts on a new Green Arrow show on CW? Are you guys excited for hmm. it? I am. Yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> talk about that. I'm, I'm on the fence. We'll see. And did G-Man ever finish watching season 10 of Smallville? No. The answer is no, because my DVR got erased, oh, yeah, got busted, died. Huh? It's, yeah, it's been replaced. So I'm going to have to watch them on Netflix or something, DVD. We'll see. Um, last one, Hieroglyph. First post, so welcome to Comic Vine. Yeah, welcome. Can you walk us through a typical week at Comic Vine? What is your favorite part of the job? The biggest challenge? Biggest challenge? Never mind, I'm not going to say it. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you knew what I was going to say. I um, think I do. Um, typical week. You're so mean to me. <laughs> I'm so mean to you. Jeez, who? Never mind. Who? Never mind. Um, so my, typical day, we come in, we, we work, we write articles. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Mondays. Is we eat snacks. Come in, not so much. I eat, um, I eat snacks. Tuesday, we work from homes. From homes? From um, homes. Yeah. Um, Wednesday is review, review day. Day, so, so we review. get the comics, just read comics all day. You sh- usually shoot the news on Wednesdays. Yep. Um, Thursdays is more posting, trying to read comics, editing, edit you edit. Day. And then Friday, come in, get ready for the podcast, have our meeting in the morning. Read. Um, finish the news video, read, get ready for podcast, record podcasts, and then work on art posts and covers posts and get ready for the weekend and then start all over again. <laughs> that's pretty much the week. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So that's about Super it. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, we can go into more last, next time because... I think we need to. We are sort of out of time. Yeah, we've been out of time. Well, thank you guys for listening to the this week's Comic Vine podcast. Hopefully next week, uh, maybe next week we'll have a guest. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 